And look at it go. He could go all the way. Touchdown. 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 The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Coming up the middle. Free safety. Gotta get it go. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Come on and shout. Kelly with a deep drop takes a long look. He's got a man open. Andre Reid, he's in the end zone for a touchdown. How do you do? One second remaining on the clock. Jack Eichel wins it in overtime. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. Nobody. Circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 92 of One Before I Die. Here we are for another week here. I'm back up in upstate New York finally. I feel like it's been been a while since I've been back up here. It's absolutely scorching out. It's hot, um, but it's summertime, and so that's always better than, you know, it's snowing in February and March and in April. So that's all I got to say about that, but it feels good to be back home for a little bit. Ethan, uh, still out there in Chicago. How's it going there? Is the weather starting to get hot over there now, I bet? Because, I, I mean, you know, winter Chicago is just as brutal. So what's what's good over there in Chicago? Yeah, it's been rainy here, which is a little change of pace. Don't mind it. You're you're still, like, mad loud, so maybe take a step back. You I just came what's in. going on with my computer here. I, like, can only hear you out of the right side of my headphones. The microphone, I guess, is all of a sudden too loud. It's like I come back and all my stuff is just messed up. I don't. Is this still too loud? Or like, should I? You're better. You're better now. Just like back just it off. Back a little it bit. off a little bit. Yeah. All right. yeah. All right. My mic usually isn't that loud. That's why I usually have to get pretty close to it. But I don't know. Maybe my mic's starting to take characteristics after your mic, where it just <laughs> listens to absolutely everything. Um, but all right, sounds good. Sounds good that you're doing good. Um. Yeah, so last week we uh, we kind of took a little bit of a break from the from the Sabers Eichel rumors, coaching kind of stuff. Um, talked a little bit more about the Bills. I know that Colby's was a little bit of hot water. We went over that. Uh, they signed a few guys. I think I think the Bills actually did sign another player after we were done recording that episode. It was another D lineman or something. I forgot the exact name. We'll have to fact check me on that one. But um, I think we're gonna get back to. The thing is, though, like if we talked about him this week, we'd probably just like describe him the same way as the other guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Whatever we said about the guy that we signed last week, just go listen to that again. And that applies to exactly what is the same, you know, with this guy that we signed um, the day after or whatever. <laughs> so that, that <laughs> we'll go, we'll go with that for the same guy. Um, but anyway, this, this episode looks like we're going to get back on the hockey talk a little bit. Also just because the NHL playoffs are, coming to a close here soon and obviously we now have two teams in the finals here the canadians and the tampa bay lightning looking to repeat um which was just crazy i mean just we won't talk about this right off the rip here but crazy how the canadians are now in the stanley cup final i know that we both predicted they were going to be bounced i feel like everybody predicted they're going to be bounced in every single round that they've been in so far carrier price is playing unbelievable that team is just an underdog story um so crazy that they're in the final we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the episode but back to this Eichel stuff. So. Jack Eichel obviously been rumored to get traded, you know, ever since the the offseason came around, ever since his injury. Um, as we've been talking about for the past however many weeks, whatever. 
I thought it would be a little bit interesting if we kind of talked about Eichel in a different way. Um, and I, and, and kind of what prompted me to, to bring up this topic um, that I texted Ethan about last week, I said, Hey, we should talk about this about Eichel this week on the episode is it just seems like he, something I guess kind of clicked in my mind over the past couple of weeks with Eichel. And I was actually a couple of weeks ago, you know, when I was kind of in my feels, when I kind of really felt that I, I it hit me pretty hard at one point a couple of weeks ago that I was expected Eichel to be traded. Um, I kind of came back around on that in a weird way, but that's for, you know, it's a different conversation. Um, so I, so I started watching, you know, Eichel highlights on YouTube, uh, you know, his goals that he scored throughout the season where he had like 37 goals. I watched his, you know, highlights, uh, his rookie year goals, like just watching him play on the Sabres and all of his goals back to back. Like he's a phenomenal player, unbelievable talent. And it just like, I was like, yo, I have to go back and watch this because I can't believe this guy's about to get traded. But anyway, that kind of triggered my mind on different topics and just watching him play, watching his press conferences year after year, after games, that kind of stuff, um, listening to different stuff about him on different podcasts. It kind of triggered something in my mind and that goes hand in hand with the Sabres lacking success since he's been on the team. And that question is, is Jack Eichel a bad locker room guy and a bad leader? Like that is something that honestly popped up in my head. And I know that everybody on the Sabres fan base in Buffalo is 100% on Eichel's side with everything ever since he came into the league and 100% not on the Sabres organization side, coaching, GM, ownership, all that kind of stuff. Whatever happens, it's nothing's Eichel's fault. It's everything. It's everybody else's fault except for Eichel pretty much because he's this you know, great player um, that, that scores a ton of goals, makes plays, all this kind of stuff on the ice. But I really started to question this and I'm not just like putting this out there for clickbait or to try to stir the pot a little bit or and maybe I'm just saying this to, to try to justify once Eichel gets actually traded because I'm saying oh he could be his bad leader but it's seriously something that popped into my mind that is he just not got someone that clicks in the locker room with guys and he's, is he a bad leader to have the C on his chest for for an organization in the in the NHL um I have a bunch of lists you know a list of stuff here that I want to go through that kind of backs up that point to to a degree but I, before i i guess i hop into that um like what are your thoughts on that you know topic in general and what were your thoughts when i brought that up to you because you know like i said maybe it's just me trying to justify hey the sabers could be better once we do trade this guy because he's a cancer in the locker room or whatever it is i mean do you do you get any of those feels from that just just in general before i start like listing off the, the things that i you know made me think of this so i think those two points that you just made can be separated. And that's kind of how I view it. I don't think Eichel is a can- like a locker room cancer where guys don't want to be around him, um, where he's, you know, not a, you know, not a good teammate. Like I think, you know, when the seasons, when the rubber's hitting the road, he's a teammate, you know, he, he gels with the guys. It seems like he's buddies with a lot of guys on the team. He has, you know, relationships with his teammates. So I don't think he's a guy that's like kind of on his own kind of puts himself on a pedestal above everybody else. Um, I don't think he's that type of guy just based on his interviews, listening to other players talk about him. Um, and, and, and just, you know, how he's interacted with the team over the past couple of years. See, I, hold on real quick, though. But, like, what, what has other people or other players said about him specifically? What has he said during his press conferences that made him seem like he gels with everybody? Because that was one of the things I was going to say is that, like, 
you look at captains and leaders of other teams around the league, right? When they do their press conferences, they will jump at the fact. And even if there's nothing there talking about other teammates or anything like that, they will almost like make up stuff to talk about their other teammates besides themselves. It doesn't seem like Eichel's ever done that. And, and all the time when he's getting talked to his, that's, that's, but you didn't let me finish that. Like as you're going to say as, that's his leadership, but I, yeah. I think that can relate to being a locker room type guy too. I mean, another point I was going to make is, when he, his most recent interview, how he goes on Spin Chiglet's podcast a lot, right? His most recent interview, there was a whole thing on Paul Bizonette was like, yeah, I reached out to Colin Miller to get some dirt on you, to get some stories on you. And he was basically like, yeah, I don't really know Jack. Like he doesn't, he's not friends with the, with his own captain on his team. They were like, yeah, I don't really chill with him. I don't really have a relationship with him. That's kind of a red flag to me, right? That that's pure evidence in that, in that interview. If you go back and listen, Michael was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know anything about Millsy. Like that's something that kind of raises a red flag to me is like, you got to kind of mesh with the people in your locker room. If you're going to be the captain of the team it, to, to be, yeah, but I put, I put more of that on the leadership. Like, I okay. don't think, I don't think he's a, he's a guy that nobody wants to be around per se, where he's a, like, that's what you think about locker room cancer. Right. I'm thinking about like an o, Odell Beckham or like uh Terrell Owens, right. Where it's like me, me, me. And guys just don't even want to approach him. Don't even want to hang out with him outside of work type of deal. Okay. Um, I don't think he's like that. And you talk like Reinhardt and him have a good relationship. You, you talk, you, you hear like other players like O'Reilly after he left always talked highly of Eichel. Um, Cause you know, that was a big rumor mill when that was going down. Like does O'Reilly and Eichel get along, but you know, it's come out that O'Reilly said that, you know, that they've had a good relationship where they're in the team and they got along. That was never an issue. The thing is though, as far as a leader, I don't think he's a good leader at all. Like what has Eichel done since we talk, you just brought it up, you know, talk about his play, talk about what he does on the ice, talk about his skill level, talk about the, how he can take over a game. There's tons of players in the league that can do that, that aren't good leaders. Um, I mean, you, you just look at like a, like a Yamir Yager or like these guys that put up crazy stats, right. And these crazy numbers, even, even like an Austin Matthews, like, there's a reason why Tavares has the C over this guy in, in Toronto, right? I just think there's tons of players in the league that have that high skill cap, but uh, don't have the leadership qualities. Like you're saying, like, I don't, you don't see Eichel talking about his team a lot. Um, and especially these last couple of years, the narrative has really, really shifted um, from being a captain to worrying about myself. And if you're the captain of a hockey team, it's it's above just having like it being your job and making a paycheck and looking out for yourself. Like when you're the captain, you're not only looking out for yourself, but you're looking out for this team. And there's no other captain that I can really think of in the league that goes into a season because you're like I'm talking about that same interview that you just referenced. If you if you listen to all that back, everything was so focused on him and his health. And you know, again, that made me think like he had some lingering injuries coming to this season that weren't talked about and that he was really concerned about this. And, you know, it seems like he did, you know, when he played this year, he wasn't at his full hundred percent and his injury ended up getting worse or whatever. And now we're in this whole debacle where we are now. But if that's, I don't know, Jonathan Taze, he's not talking like that. He's not, he's not worried about myself. He's worried about the team. If that's, um, John Tavares, right? These are guys that 
are going to do what's best for the team and they're not just looking out for themselves. They've already, they've already made the money. Jack Lickle's made $80 million. He signed his big deal. You shouldn't be, you should be worried about how you're going to get your team to the playoffs when you're a captain on a hockey team. And I haven't seen that out of them, right? Like what has he yeah. done? What has he done to, to instill confidence as a fan that he's the right guy to lead this team? Like he's definitely, now, don't get this twisted. Like, I don't want him off the team. But if you're going to ask me, do I think Jack Eichel's a good leader? Objectively, I don't think he's a good leader. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up Jonathan Taze, too, because I feel like you can look at Patrick Kane, right? And I feel like Patrick Kane almost sits in that same category, more of an Eichel, where, I like, I, I think Patrick – obviously, Patrick Kane's an amazing player. He's probably the best U.S. player to ever, ever play the game in, in the NHL. But in terms of, like, a leadership aspect, I don't think – if he didn't have Taze, I don't think Kaner could be the same leader that he has to bring him to that next level as well. Um, like, and also, like, everything that you said, like, I agree with. Like, I, I think I've come to grips with I don't think he's the best necessary leader. And I think Buffalo fans and Sabres fans start having to realize that maybe not everything is – you know, you don't have to coddle Eichel about everything is that you have to look at the situation and, and, you know, call spade a spade and say, look, Eichel hasn't been the leader that he needed to be with the C on his chest for this team to, you know, to succeed. And it's all, it's always been that he's done everything he can. Of course. Yeah. On the ice, he's been our best player by far, but it's those intangibles that you were talking about. And a couple other points I had written down here, which are maybe little things, right. That people don't really, you know, they say, uh, you know, what are you talking about? That's just, you know, little things here and there that you're, you know, looking way too deep into. But I think if it adds up over the years, like you kind of start seeing these things. And like I said, I was watching his highlight reel from the past years after every goal he scores, which have been great goals, whatever. And this is something that's bothered me, you know, throughout my time playing hockey, watching hockey, whatever it is. And, and I reference Patrick Kane, he's done the same thing throughout his career, but Go back and watch Eichel's goals. Every time he scores a goal, he runs away from his teammates to go in the spotlight and do his little selly thing, right? No matter what the play is, no matter what it is, he always wants to get away from them. He's almost dodging players from hugging him because he wants to go out and do his own selly. You might look at me crazy and be like, dude, you're looking way too far into it. But I'm telling you, like when you play hockey, it's about the team first and you're the leader and you're the captain on the team. It looks bad in some situations, and that's something that's always rubbing me the wrong way, not just with him, but with players in the league that do that, right? Where they just they make it all about themselves no matter what. Um, his body language sometimes, especially in the past couple of years here, I mean, there's that viral clip from this past year, right? Where they're I think they're down by one at the end of the game, where Eichel's still healthy at the at the beginning of this year, and they pull the goalie, they're attacking the offensive offensive zone, the sabers turn it over and it kind of gets cleared, and you and you see Eichel in the corner of the screen bend down, put his arms on his knees, and he just gives up the play with like five seconds left. Obviously, if he went and got the puck, the game was over. It wouldn't have mattered. But it's those little things that remind me of like – it honestly reminded me of – you know how much I hate LeBron James, right? I'm a biggest LeBron James hater of all time. And a couple years ago in the finals, when J.R. Smith made that absolute bonehead mistake, right, where he goes up and gets the rebound from the free throw, doesn't put it back up because he didn't know the score or the time or whatever, LeBron absolutely freaks out on him. It goes to overtime. And instead of LeBron being a leader that he should be because LeBron is absolutely not a good leader, he goes on the bench and he's sulking there. And everybody else on your team is looking up to you because you're the best player on the team. And you're the one that should be leading them to the, you know, hey, look, you made a mistake. It's overtime. Now let's go out and get him. He's just sulking there. That's like something that Eichel's been doing over the past couple of years. You have the you have that C on your chest. You're the captain of the team, and the rest of the team sees you sulking, and your body language is bad, and you don't care anymore. Why why should the rest of the team care? And that's like what it's been coming down to the past couple of years with Eichel and Buffalo. And I think the fans have to start realizing that. Am I just trying to justify this for when he gets traded? Maybe, but at the same time, 
would I be that surprised if Eichel gets traded and the Sabres in the long run in two or three years are a better team because of it, because they get better leadership, because they get better chemistry in the locker room, a better culture. I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if you go back and look at the tapes, look at what he's done, look at all the stuff you talked about where he, you know, he always talks about himself just the straight intangible leadership aspect where he, I think needs someone like a Jonathan Taze or someone like a John Tavares, like Austin Matthews had like Patrick Kane had, right. He is that elite talent that needs someone else to be there with him to kind of help him lead that team. And I don't think he can be that, that sole leader that we thought he could be. The last point I'll make is it, it comes all full, full circle. The, the team just straight up hasn't gone North since he's gotten on the team right like he was supposed to be that leader he was supposed to be like a mcdavid where he can kind of lead the team to at least one playoff series since he's been in the league they haven't done that so that you have to start turning your attention to jack eichel and i know the buffalo sabers organization we have shit on it so much over the past few years but at some point it's just it's almost just as much on this guy and his lack of leadership skills or whatever you want to call it in the room. So I just thought it was an interesting topic to get brought up because it seems like over the, the time that he's been here, no matter what he does, it, nothing is ever his fault, right? It's, it's always, it's always the Sabres haven't put him in a position to succeed. They haven't put the right players around him. The team doesn't know what they want to do with his injuries, always disagreeing with the organization, but look, he's the guy that you wanted to lead your team and, and he just straight up hasn't been able to do that. So I thought it was something interesting to look at and I really think that it's there's some truth behind it. I don't think this is just us, you know, trying to stir the pot or, or anything like that. I think there's some truth behind him in, in the locker room and maybe not necessarily a locker room guy with his teammates and his relationship, but his leadership skills, I think he does need another guy that is a veteran presence that knows how to do it. Um, so I don't know if you have anything else on that, but I think I think we're, you know, kind of on the same page on that one. And, it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I just want to bring up another example of this past year where, well, first off, I just want to point out the fact that I think we might be in like, you know, this is a parallel universe, but thinking back, if, if we don't make that trade for O'Reilly and end up giving O'Reilly the C over Eichel and then making some other moves down the line, like we could be in a totally different spot right now. And I know that's, right. It's, I mean, like O'Reilly goes to the Blues, and then what? In in a year's time, they give him the captaincy, and then they go on and win a cup. Like that could have been the Sabers, and right? You know, don't, don't you like uh, like? Don't you know? I guess like, do you understand what I'm saying then? By like he that I think Eichel kind of does need that other guy, yeah. right? Like Kane and like Taze, he could like, have been the he could have been the Tarasenko that was next to O'Reilly when the Blues won it all. Exactly. I think I th- really yeah. think there's some truth behind that, but. I just want to point out another concrete example to go along with um, what I was talking about, like, you know, press conference wise that I don't think you could go back and maybe I'm wrong, but find an Eichel press conference that had the same tone and the same messaging that um, that cousins press conference had this past year, the Sabres were losing games left and right. And then cousins goes out and gets into that fight. Right. And that was like, I remember that because that was, when we were at one of our lowest of lows, it was, it was like probably the highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah. And we couldn't win a hockey game. And then cousins goes out there and puts a beating on, I forgot who he fought, but it was and, lingering Ryan lingering from the Rangers. He absolutely smacked him. Yeah. And then the press conference after he's talking about, like, I needed to get the boys going. They liked it. Um, and he was just, you know, he's talking about, instead of talking about like, himself in the fight he was talking about like how it impacted the team and like what he was doing to help the team win he's always talking about 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do everything I can to make the team win. And I know Eichel says that stuff too. Right. But it's just like his body language language is not the same in my opinion. Um, his demeanor is just his always demeanor. So yeah. And even like, even when the Sabres were bad and, and I, you know, Eichel's been the captain, those press conferences after we lose a game a tight game or something, it's like, he's, he looks so depressed and I know you shouldn't be happy, but it's just, it looks like he's just thinking about himself 24 seven. And it, to me, it's like, even when he ha- like, if he scores a goal and they lose, I feel like he's not as depressed as if that makes any sense. And I don't even like, I don't have any facts to back this up, but that's just like watching him over the past couple of years. That's kind of the vibe I get from him. Um, and, and to me, the, those are all signs of like him, like plotting his way out of Buffalo. And it comes down to the simple fact that we talked about this, you know, months ago when we started talking to Michael trade is he doesn't want to be here. And that's what I talk, you know, that's what Kevin Adams and the, the whole kind of mojo of this off season that Kevin Adams talked about in his end of the year press conference that Don Granado talked about at his end of the year press conferences, finding guys that want to be in Buffalo and not only just play for the Sabres, but want to like represent the city of Buffalo and be players that the fans can be proud of to cheer for. Cause I think that there's like, that's been a huge disconnect. I think it's been like a ton of love from the F- Sabres fans towards Jack Eichel, but it's gotten to the point where like, I don't know if it's reciprocated. Like you look at how, uh, yeah, Josh- that's what I'm, that's what I was trying to say. Kind of. You look how the Josh Allen relationship, it's like the Jack Eichel relationship wants to be the Josh Allen relationship so bad, but it's just, it's not a two-way street at this point. Like Josh Allen, you know, everybody in Buffalo obviously loves Josh Allen and the fans kill for him. They'll, they talk about him that, you know, he's our guy. They they love what he does for the community. They love how he represents the team. They love how, uh, you know, he, he talks to the media and, and how he represents the bills. They can be proud of that. But you look at Jack Eichel, they, yeah, they love, they love him for the player that he is. And yeah, he does stuff for the community. He does great work, but it's like, do you feel that same love that Jack Eichel really, uh, really actually loves the city of Buffalo? Cause you can actually tell that Josh Allen like loves where he's at, loves the city, wants to be there, wants to interact with the fans, wants to actually, you know, bring a Super Bowl to Buffalo and I seriously can't look someone straight in the eyes and say that Jack Eichel feels the same way. Like he wants to win a Stanley cup, but does he want to do it as a saver? Like, no, I, I would say no. He wants a Stanley cup. That's for sure. I mean, for Eichel's sure. Eichel's a winner. He's determined. You cannot say that, you know, he hates losing. That's a fact for sure. But I don't think he shares that same relationship. And I think it's to the point where, at least where I'm at, I know a lot of Sabres fans aren't at this spot and they're going to be devastated when, when he leaves and they're always, you know, they're going to take Eichel's side and, you know, say that the front office messed this whole relationship up. But, like, listen to what Kevin Adams is saying. Listen to what Don Granato is saying. It's like messaging across the board from the head coach up to the GM that when they talk about players that want to be here, it's not, it's not like they're talking about fourth line guys or, you know, role players. When you make statements like that, it's directed at your top players, the leadership of this team. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's what makes a team go. Uh, and, and so, and so I, I'm just really questioning, like, I'm not questioning, but I'm, I'm really thinking to myself, it's like, it's going to no, no doubt about it. It's going to suck that we we're losing Jack Eichel, 
but like let's rip the band-aid off and it's like a bad relationship man like we've tried this a billion times you know if he's you know he's he's the girl we're the guy right and the guy is just like like i'm sounding like colin coward here now but <laughs> but you know like he's like really into her he's really into her and the girl's like yeah i'm kind of into you but like he, he just and we, and we keep doing stuff to go out of our way to like convince ourselves that this is the one that we're going to get married that this is going to be a great relationship but it's a one-way street at this point so it's like it's going to suck the breakup's not going to be easy but let's get it over with and like move on so that we can move on with our life and freaking win a stanley cup with the guys that actually want to be in buffalo and interact with the fans and i mean talk about like briere drury and Vanek and all these guys when you when they come back on like the instigators and you know when uh, msg has them back on like in between broadcasts they have nothing but great things to say about buffalo you know like they they talk about how great the fans were how great their teammates were you know i would i would be really really shocked if you know 20 years 30 years down the line when eichel's retired if they ever have him back on and he says you know he talks the same way i don't think i don't think it will come off as genuine like sure maybe he'll say some things but i don't think it will be that genuine uh you know happiness and you know share those same memories that you know the team the actually guys that we that are universally loved like i'm talking about the ryan millers and you know those those guys and down to the role players like you talk about the you know the gossads the adam mares the um you know the matt ellis's like those kind of guys that like you say those names in buffalo patrick coletta like everybody knows who they are because these guys love to be a saber and i don't you know i don't see that with eichel yeah and i'm glad you brought up the josh allen thing too because right like you said like buffalo fans love to say that you know josh allen is the buffalo bills is jack eichel is the buffalo sabers and then they might say after you're hearing you say like Oh, you could tell that Allen actually embraces being in Buffalo and, and, you know, he likes being here. He wants to bring a Super Bowl back to them. And the fans might be like, yeah, well, look at the Bills are better. You have to also look at Allen came in when the Bills are bad. Eichel came in when the Sabres are bad. And look at where one team went and look at where the other team went. And look at the way that Allen's kind of embraced everything. Look at the way that he's handled the media, handled the, the locker room with his teammates, um, the way he talks about his teammates on national TV after Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. And they have been on a upward trajectory since Allen's came in and kind of really controlled and made the team his on the other end Eichel hasn't done the same thing he hasn't really took the team by the horns and 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 made it his own so they've kind of both come in in the same way and one team's at one end of the other spectrum the other team's at the other end of the spectrum so it's just something you got to look at I, I really do think it has to do with some leadership you know skills that come into play I really think that's a huge thing that is overlooked and just like you were saying, just like I was saying, I think it really is time for the Sabres fans to start really looking into the situation and giving a little bit of less sympathy to Eichel and realizing that, look, he might not want to be here anymore. And look, he's it's not everything rainbows and sunshine with him and everything else is because of other factors that the Sabres organization couldn't handle. A lot of it has to come back to him because he was the guy that they brought in to kind of lead them and he just couldn't get the job done. Um but anyway, moving on from the Eichel talk, uh, well, I guess not completely, but like moving on to like Elliot Friedman, Darren Dreger. This is something I wanted to bring up. So it seems like these guys, like at one point, do we start looking at these guys? And I know that they've been uh, insiders for a long time. They've had a lot of credibility. 
I'm just getting kind of annoyed because at what point do we look at these guys and be like, do you even know what you're talking about with the Jack Eichel situation? Because it seems like they act like they know everything. It seems like, you know, three weeks ago, a month ago, right? They both say stuff is going to start ramping up with Eichel. There's going to be a trade made or whatever the case may be. Crickets the past like two weeks. The whole thing with the LA Kings where that one beat reporter said the Kings are out on Eichel. I think Darren Drager or Elliot Friedman, I forgot which one of them was like, nah, I actually don't believe that. Like, I think the Kings are still on Eichel. The same exact thing happened with the Columbus Blue Jackets this past week. Someone from the athletic Columbus Blue Jackets like posted an article saying that the Blue Jackets are like out on Eichel, but they could be in on Reinhardt now. And I think Friedman responded to it and was just like, basically, no, I don't believe that. Um so it's just like they don't believe anything. And then every other day, it seems like they're like, oh, I actually hear that another team's now on, on, on Eichel. seems like other, the other 30 teams in the NHL are now in on Eichel. Like, at what point are these guys just like, we're just not going to believe what they have to say? Because I, I think Marty Baran said some things last week where he was like, I have no insight on anything, but I, you know, my gut is telling me Eichel's going to stay in Buffalo. Um, Friedman and Dreger obviously are saying that he's out. But, like, literally nothing has happened yet, and everything that comes out from beat reporters around the league, they just seem to shut down and not believe. Like, at what point do we just kind of, like, turn our phones off, not care what these guys say, and just whatever happens, happens? I just want to point that out because these guys are just – they're almost, like, pissing me off and annoying me with these constant tweets that I just are holding absolutely nothing. Um, so I mean, that's, that's how it goes. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of doing exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, but – I, I just think like it's but but what do you mean like that's not exactly that when you're an insider like Schefter right he he knows exactly what's going on twenty four seven and he like like I guess what I'm saying is that it's not like they're just saying these teams are in on it and and it's specific like they're being so general that they're like they're setting themselves up for like whatever they say they're gonna be right no matter what so it's like whatever yeah. they say is holding no water that's all I'm saying it's it's annoying because it's like they're just acting like they're, they know everything, but like at, at what point, like I could be saying the same things that they are and I would be right no matter what either. Yeah. They're basically saying that like every team in the league. So, is in on right. So what I'm saying is like, they don't know anything. <laughs> like that's what I'm starting to like feel is like that. If they keep saying this, I just basically like, well, I, I think, I think it's because I, I think it's because a lot of these like beat reporters or the draggers and these guys, Think that every te- think that every team should be on in on Eichel, and I think as we're like learning here, I think this injury is playing a huge factor in a lot of these talks. Like maybe teams are starting to realize, and I think I brought this up a few, a few episodes ago, that hey, we're maybe on the same page as the Sabers uh, medical staff here, right. and we're not willing to give you what it takes to get Jack Eichel, knowing that we're going to have to deal with this injury knowing that we're going to have to deal with how he wants to deal with it. Because not only are you trading for Jack Eichel, you're trading for Jack Eichel and his injury, and you're trading for not having any say in how you deal with this injury. Well, I guess, I mean... No, I completely you're, you're, agree. You're basically saying, I'm okay with bringing this guy in with this injury and then also letting him... Um, do this surgery because this is where the disconnect is between the Sabres medical staff and, and him. So if, if we bring this guy in, we can't get on off on the right foot or on the wrong foot because we don't, we don't agree with how he wants to deal with his injury. No, no, I, I completely agree. Like I'm not, I mean, saying that I, all, all I was trying to say is, is at what point are we just going to be like, dude, these guys, like we can't take whatever these guys. Yeah, say and so I'm wondering if, you know, these, these beat reporters are saying, you know, I'm, I'm hearing uh, the Blue Jackets are out on Eichel. Like, I'm talking about the local beat reporters. And the yeah. Kings are out on Eichel. And I'm, and I'm wondering if, you know, Drager and Friedman are looking at this like, 
oh, maybe they are, but like they shouldn't be. So I, I think they, I think that they could make a trade for it. Like, I just don't think it's as in, imminent. I just think, as, they're, as I just they're, think they're doing, and, and and like you're saying, I think they're being very general right now, so that they can't be wrong. But yeah, which I, I think is like for their position, like that's bullcrap. Like you are supposed to be an insider for so like you're giving no, every tweet you send out every day is giving us no further information of what we already know. So like, what are you doing? Right. I just don't think until like, personally, I don't think things are going to really heat up until we get closer to the draft. I think, you know, we need the Stanley cup, cup to what? <laughs> this is like, cause like you're like, like they were like, that's what like you know, they'll tweet out like, all right, things are going to start heating up. Like you're insider ably now, like saying like, yeah, that's well, what, that's your insider take. Let now. me go, let me go head to head with them here. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think no, I'm, I'm serious. It's, I think it's just hard with the Stanley cup going on. Like these guys are saying, you know, a trades doesn't have to be gated by the Stanley cup fi- finals finishing or whatever. But it kind of does. Like, how how often do you see a blockbuster like this happen? I just think that you know, let's wait till the Stanley Cup's over. If a trade happens, it happens. But I, you know, until until the season is in full off season mode, I'm at that same point where you're talking about. Where I'm like, okay, they can talk all they want. They're being so general until they give me some hard hard concord concrete facts i'm not like holding any water to anything that they're tweeting but yeah it's yeah. bad it's like bad journalism I would that's not yeah yeah that, i guess that's kind of what i was it, getting yeah at. it pisses just, me off because right but i mean that's that's kind of i think it's like a you know you have to realize that they they want to like have a job and like keep interest uh, you know right, around yeah. the league and they're they go on the pottle, they go on the instigators right what are they going to talk about that's like the number one thing to talk yeah. about literally um, they go on i think friedman goes on once a week, like he has a slot once a week and wgr on twitter does a thread on the quotes that he does while he's on the show so i always like read through them and it's could be the same interview every week and i would have no idea like it's he says the same exact things yeah. um but anyway, yeah, I just I just want to bring that up. Last thing that I uh, that I want to talk about before we sign off here is, it looks like it's either going to be Don Granado or Rick Tockett for the Sabres head coaching job. Um, again, that's just something I saw online from some sources. From <laughs> 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 so after I crap on him for a little bit, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about what he gave me. But it's look, I I think they've had multiple interviews with Tockett. Obviously, Granado has been the head the front runner. Um, but I guess those two, you know, based on whatever I've seen, I could be completely off here. But if those are the two final candidates, um, I guess that's what it's looking like right now. And I know you would you would side with Granado on that one. I wouldn't be mad. I know I know that you said some things you're not you wouldn't get really excited about Tockett. Um, I would I would honestly be happy with Tockett. I think that he has some grit. I know that he struggled in Arizona and whatever, but he's a, he's a new age, younger coach, which I kind of like, he seems like he can control the locker room. Um, but I just want to throw that out there. It seems like those two are the finalists here. And I I'd say, I guess between the coaching decision and the Eichel trade, I think a decision for the, the coach gets made before um, anything happens with Eichel, but I don't know if you have anything else on that. It looks like those are, no, I, I would agree with though. that. I think yeah. I've said that though, but um. As far as like who I prefer between the two? No, I mean if you want to say, I'm just saying, yeah, it looks like those are the the final two guys. I don't know if you saw that too. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Donnie Meatballs if those are the final two. Yeah, I, knew I don't know did. what you care. No, yeah, I, I you you know I want to change up, so we're on opposite ends there. But once the decision gets made, we can I guess dive deeper into that and and give our final takes on it. Um, but other than that, I got nothing else. You got anything else you want to bring up before we sign off? Um, I guess general question, who do you think the Sabres captain is if Eichel gets traded? 
Ooh, and like the roster stays the same way right now. Say I yeah. leaves and and everyone else stays on the yeah, roster. Yeah, I'd say that everybody else is is there. Um, let's say well, let's say McCabe isn't there because he's a UF. He's a free agent. But let's say like everybody else who's under contract stays. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think like a like an obvious choice would. I mean, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know Reinhardt. Like, if you would give it to him because he seems like he's in that same boat where he doesn't really want to lead this team. Um, I I don't know. Maybe Darlene. Like, he's the young guy, right? That that dude. No way. <laughs> what has Darlene done that he deserves to see? I think that he I, talks about the team and talks about the team and wants to win in his players more than Eichel ever had since he's been on the team. No. I mean, I don't think there's really a lot of good candidates out there. To be honest, maybe. You don't want to give. I don't. I wouldn't give it to Cousins this young. I, I don't think he's ready for it yet. But he, I think he's the front runner, like down the line here. But I, I don't know. I think that you would have to let this whole thing shake out before you can really make a decision. I, I really don't think that. And that's one of the. And that's one of the issues with the Sabers, right? Is we don't have that leadership with someone that I'm confident with giving the C. Like that is another glaring issue on this team. Like t- the fact that we're sitting here and it's hard for us to come up with someone that if Eichel left, that would be the next guy up. Like that's a problem. I would give it to Cousins, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he is the one, but right? He's a little bit young and, and I, I just know, he's played half a season. I think he's it, different, whatever. man. He's Yeah, I, I agree. Like I I think it's young. He's young. I mean, I think he's definitely young for the for the uh for the role right now, but like you're saying, there's nobody else that on this team that um is is ready for it and I'm not about to give it to like Kyle Poso or any of these older guys, right? That even though they've been around the team, like, yeah, they've been around the team and all they've done is lost. And they're not, they're not going to command, like they command respect, but they're not going to. Yeah, um, no, that's not, not going to be the same. For sure not. And I think, I think the difference between Eichel and Cousins, I'm talking from a leader, not, not anything to do with how they play is just like their demeanor on how they carry themselves is a, is a 180. And Cousins comes from like a working class blue collar background where yeah he's been the stud his entire career but he didn't have the same limelight as Eichel like he didn't have the same I'm going to come into the league and turn a franchise around and win a Stanley Cup immediately type of deal and I think that that maybe did a lot to Eichel's uh, mental and when he did when he realized he isn't doing that then I think you know I don't think like all of his issues have been just solely based on him himself. Like, I think it's definitely a mixture of that. Plus like the situation he was put in, plus the media, plus um, the Sabres performing. And yeah, I mean, a lot of it still has to do with the Sabres front office being a a disaster, but I think the whole situation with cousins is, is completely different. It would be a little premature, but I think at some point it's like, I'm not going to go sign some guy just to give him the captaincy. It's got to be a guy that it, is drafted by this team brought in by this team and is kind of taking over this team and leaving their legacy on it. And so I think, I think like he's the only guy in my eyes that would make sense after Eichel gets traded to get the captain. Yeah, no, I I mean, I would agree. The only thing it would be is he's a little young, but I, again, that's another, that's one of the problems, right? Is that he would have to be the next guy up at that young of an age where he has, hasn't even played a full NHL season and, you know, it'd be tough to give him that, but I mean, I guess that's when the Pens gave Crosby the C, and that's when a lot of guys get the C is when they're really young. I mean, Michael got it pretty young, and McDavid, whatever. Um, 
but yeah, I, I guess he would be the guy. We'll see how it plays out. Cause if Eichel does get traded, that's going to be a reality, not just a hypothetical that we're talking about. Um, but I guess we'll see how that shakes out once it, once it, everything un, unravels. Um, but yeah, if you got nothing else, I think we're ready to wrap this one up. Episode 92 in the books, getting closer to episode 100, which is kind of crazy. Um, but everybody else, have a great week. Go Bills, go Sabres as always. And we will talk to you next time. I changed my bio. It says, Father, don't say daddy. All my friends will tip the caddies whenever we finish up 18 holes. Game night is lit now. Always make noise when I sit down. That don't mean I don't spend dollars whenever I go to Home Depot. Yeah, let's get the show on the road. Refund check, gonna spend it on the boat. Because I'd rather be fishing. Tiva's looking colder than the beer I'm sipping. I leave the decorating to my wife, but I'ma rearrange her insides. Ha, the dead dick is no joke. Shit hanging like a panorama photo. Ayy, I built the deck around the house and then I painted it. Didn't like the kitchen, so I renovated it. After Johnny's Little League, hit the local Applebee's, clean the plate and tell the waitress that I hated it. And when we at Target, I back in and park it. I stay in the whip and I check the stock market. I changed my bio, it says father don't say daddy All my friends will tip the caddies whenever we finish up 18 holes Game night is lit now, always make noise when I sit down That don't mean I don't spend dollars whenever I go to home Depot. I got two jet skis in the garage Sleeping with my wife and my dog named Minaj Got a career baby, not a little job I say get on your knees, I'm just talking about